Hey everybody, this week we're going to be talking all things turkey hunting. <laughs> Stories of new hunters aren't often told, but I'm here to tell you mine. This is a hunter's journey. Yes, that is right. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking all about turkey hunting. So turkey hunting, turkey season is here. At least in Utah it is. It is it open today, but unfortunately I was not able to go on opening day because I have work and it sucks. Um, so instead of being able to hunt today, I figured I'd uh, I'd do a podcast about it and just go through like the gear that I have acquired over the last few months um, to get ready for turkey season here. And we are actually going to start off with uh, turkey calls. So um, there might be a headphone warning here, um, but I am going to talk about the calls and demonstrate the three calls. So I'm just going to, I'm just, the three calls that I have, or the, actually the four calls that I have. So I'm just going to grab them here real quick. So the first call that I'm going to do um, isn't really a turkey call per se, but it's more it's more of a locator call. So turkeys have what turkeys do something uh, called shock gobbles. So basically, when they hear a loud noise in the woods or a startling noise or something um, from like a passing car or whatever, they might gobble. So one of the ways to get a shot gobble um, is to actually get a crow call. Um, so I'm going to play it real quick. So headphone warning here. I'm going to try and play it away from the mic. And I mean, you blow it way louder, but I'm not going to do that because I'm sitting here in my room and I don't want to blow it super loud. Um, so basically when you get out of your truck and you start walking you just give this a, a couple blows or whatever and uh, listen to see if you can hear some turkeys calling i did this scouting a few weeks ago um and i just didn't hear any that day so um obviously i'm probably not gonna hunt there um so that's gonna be the first call that i will use like in my arsenal so that won't be the first call i use early in the morning i don't think um, I'm not planning on getting there before sunup, um, just because it is my first turkey hunt, and I I want to be able to see where I'm going and like um, kind of get a feel of of uh, of uh, what I'm doing. So I, I I'm gonna go from what I think is the easiest call to do um, to kind of the hardest call to do here. So there's three of them. There's a a a pot call, a box call, and a diaphragm call. So I think it's a mix, I think it's a tie between the pot call and the and the box call for the easiest, but I'm gonna go with the box call. So basically, it's just a wooden uh, a hollow wooden box with a a uh, a solid um, flat piece of wood on top, and base and uh, there's chalk on the wood. So I, I'm gonna post all I'm gonna post pictures of these all on my Instagram, which you can go check out at will underscore phelps underscore 99 again it's will underscore phelps underscore 99 i will probably make a podcast or uh, make an instagram for this podcast page just um to make it easier to say oh go check out a hunter's journey podcast or something like that on 
on Instagram. Um, so for now, we'll just do it off my Instagram. And um, if you guys, while I'm talking about it, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can shoot me an email at uh, a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the first call is going to be a box call. So basically, you just kind of rip it back and forth. Um, on the wood, and it makes that kind of high-pitched, uh, like a really loud noise. It'll echo through the woods pretty good. Um, this call, from what, this is all just what I've read and seen from, like, YouTube videos and art news, like, uh, articles on hunting websites and in magazines and stuff like that that I've been doing my research for. Um, but, uh, this box call can be used as a locator call, but it also can be used on windy mornings, you know, like when the wind is really whipping and uh, you want to try and find some birds, um, you might want to pick up this call and and use it. So the second call that I'm going to be talking about right now, um, or the third call, I guess, because um, the first call was the crow call and the second call was this box call here. Um, the third call which is quickly becoming my personal favorite call just because of how easy I found it is to use, and I think it sounds pretty good. It may not sound great over the recording. Uh, we'll see, but um, it is called Pot Call. So uh, this pot call that I have is made, it, it has a slate surface. I believe there's slate and there's glass. Um, so this one has a slate surface. Um, and basically, um, it's just kind of like a, a circular uh it's just like a circular object with uh, a slate surface right on top and then you get this little little rod with it uh that has a little handle and usually like a wood um a wood stick like a wood rounded dowel on it um and you just take the you just take the dowel and you just put it on the slate um and here's kind of a headphone warning here um and you just so that's a small, that's a, that's a quieter one. Um, so, but then, I mean, you can do, all different kinds of stuff with it. So, um, and then you can have your real loud ones here. So, obviously you want to do that a little louder, but for the sake of your ears. I'm not going to be doing that too loud. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of different... You can make them super soft. Kind of medium. You can make them loud. You can do little rips like that. Um, make them real loud for locator calls, everything like that. Um, so yeah, this one for me... It doesn't take a whole lot of hand movement, so when you're sitting there up against a tree, it's uh, it's really easy just to sit there with your hands down on your lap and be using the, using the call. So I mean, I know you guys can't see me, um, but yeah, it's it's super. There's not a whole lot of motion, and turkeys can see motion and colors pretty easily so you want to try and stay stay as still as possible um so using this with very little hand motion is is really is really nice so it's it's probably going to be my go-to call um when i go 
this week. Um, and this one I think I bought for like 20 bucks. It's just a Primos um, old Betsy uh, slate call, slate pot call. Um, I mean, there's some that are a few hundred dollars. You just have to really, um, <laughs> like, you just have to decide what you're willing to spend your money on. You know, I just bought a, I just bought a cheap one, and I think that'll, I think that'll work fine. So then the fourth call I'm going to go in uh, to is probably going to be the hardest call um, to use, and it's going to be a diaphragm call. I am not great on diaphragm calls. I've been practicing for like the last eight months or so, and I am still not right where I'm still not where I want to be. So um, I will probably just keep practicing, but leave. I'll take these along in my bag with me, but I will probably leave these out of my arsenal because I do not um, want to mess up if I can use pot call. Um, so basically, the diaphragm call. Um, is like a half circle kind of thing with some latex on the front um, and basically you just put it on the roof of your mouth with your tongue kind of pushing it up against the top of your mouth and then you just blow from your diaphragm into the different patterns that you want so let me see if I can do it here real quick let's see mm. latex <laughs> So that's kind of it's kind of how these diaphragm calls sound. Um, again, I'm not super good at it, so that's just um, the last probably eight, six to eight months of practice or so. Um, so, but this is another option of call if you want to get away from the box calls. Like if if you want to be able to be hands free while you're sitting up against a tree or in your stand or in your blind or whatever. Um, you can use a diaphragm call and that way you just have to move your mouth and your chin and everything and not your hands so your hands are free for you know your shotgun and everything like that um, so so yeah so um, I, like I said not really well experienced in that I'm going to try and get better because I think that would be a great thing to have in my arsenal that um, I'm proficient with. Um, so so far, those are the four calls I have. You know, the the crow call, the locator call, um, the box call, which is also a locator call, but it can be used like you know, it doesn't have to. Can be used kind of softly and quietly too. Um, so, but this one, you can really, you can really amp up for a, a locator call. Then you have the pot call and the diaphragm call. Um, so those are the four calls I'm going to be taking with me when I go this week. I'm just, I'm going to take all of them and I'm going to use them how I feel I need to. Um, so next up on the list, I'm going to be talking about what I'm going to wear. Um, so... You don't have to wear blaze orange when you go turkey hunting because turkeys see color amazingly well. They see color and movement really well. So the blaze orange will let turkeys know of your position right away, and they will not come near you. 
Um, so I'm going to be wearing all camo gear and brown pants. Uh, I'm going to, so my top is going to be, I'm going to layer cause it's supposed to be pretty chilly this week here in Utah. Um, so I'm going to layer up. I'm using my undershirt is going to be a regular short sleeve shirt. Then I'm going to have a long sleeve breathable, um, over shirt that I'm going to have, um, a light jacket on top of that and then i'm going to have a big winter jacket on top of that so i can take those off if i need to um, and then i'm going to have um, a regular underwear then a pair of long underwear and then my brown 511 tactical pants or my carhartt uh canvas pants i haven't decided yet i think i'm gonna use my 511 tactical pants but um, I'm going to decide tomorrow. They're both, they're both about similar in warmth. The 511 tactical allows a little more breathability and movability. Um, so I'm thinking just cause I'm sitting down, that's what I'm going to be using. Um, and then, uh, over that I have a pair of rain pants. Basically they're just, um, like, like the material that you get, uh, in a rain jacket is just made in camo pants because um, it's supposed to snow and rain here all this week. So I'm taking those as well in case I need those. Then I'm just going to have my, my hunting boots. Um, and actually, I don't have any fancy hunting boots. I just got a pair of waterproof Ozark Trail hiking boots from Walmart for like $30 or something like that. And, I mean, they have been amazing. I mean, last last fall, I hiked well over 100 miles in those things in the span of about a month. Um, so, and they're still good to go. Like they're not worn down hardly at all, really. And I, I've had them for two or three years. Um, so those, I really like those, but I'll probably beef up my hiking boots, um, just a little bit, just in case, cause they don't really have a whole lot of insulation in them. Uh, so I will be wearing a pair of regular long, long socks, and then I'll probably take a pair of thermal socks as well and have those on, um, just to add, uh, just to be able to keep my feet warm when I'm sitting down. Um, and then I just have a, a, a camo hat that I'm going to wear, uh, and I'm going to take probably, I think I have a black or brown beanie that I am going to take with me, but my hoods will be up probably most of the time. So, and then I also have a pair of camo gloves as well. Um, so that's kind of what my outfit's going to look like. Um, but when you're planning an outfit like that, uh, just make sure to look at the weather from the low to the high and see, you know, what's going to be comfortable at the low. And then, you know, when I take everything off, what's going to be comfortable when it's the high. I think the low is supposed to be around the 30s all week, and then the highs are going to be in the high 60s, low 70s. So really big temperature change throughout the day. So it's going to get hot fast and it's also going to get cold fast in the evening. Um, so really it's just all planning and preparation and making sure you have the right clothes because it's, it's, it's way better to be warm than to be cold. I'll tell you that much from experience. My first deer hunt in Minnesota, I, my feet were, my feet were chilly because I did not have the right socks. <laughs> so you just learn from, hopefully you don't have to learn too much from experience and you can maybe take the stuff that I'm telling you on this and apply it. Um, but nevertheless, I learned from experience. So I'm definitely layering, layering up cause I can always take clothes off. Um, if I have them with me, I can always take clothes off and put them back on if I need to. But if I don't have them, I can't put them on. 
Um, so that's just kind of my general rule with that. Um, so moving down to like my gear, um, my sh so I'm going to go, I just have a, a day pack I'm going to take with me, nothing fancy, um, just to keep food, water, and ammunition and my tags and stuff in. Um, so nothing crazy on that. And then I have a couple of the state guidebooks that I'm going to take with me just so, you know, if I kill a bird or when I kill a bird, I'll know what to do in terms of like making sure I tag it right, marking the tag right and everything like that, just to double check and be sure. Um, and then I also have a, a, a seating pad with me. So like, cause I'm going to be sitting on the ground all most of the day, I think I'm taking a seating pad so that, you know, my butt doesn't get sore. Um, it was like $15 at Sportsman's. It's self-inflatable, so you just inflate it to the to the right kind of give that you want and, um, you know, whatever's comfortable for your behind. Um, and then, let's see, I'm going to grab my shotgun and my ammunition real quick. Uh, so it's nothing crazy. Just regular turkey rounds. And... I actually just bought, I didn't just buy, but I got a new shotgun here pretty recently. So uh, the turkey loads I'm going to be running this year, uh, I have a 12 gauge shotgun. Um, they're two and three quarter inch loads, so the shell size is two and three quarter inches long. Uh, velocity of 1260, um, ounce and a half shot, and it's going to be a five shot. So um, the pellets are going to be a little bit larger and, uh, they're going to weigh a little bit more. So they're going to do, um, they're going to pack more of a punch. So like I said, I'll, I'll upload pictures of all this stuff on my Instagram page and you can go check that out. Um, so just a typical turkey round. The rounds I'm using are Winchester Super X. Um, they have been great rounds when I've shot them through shotguns before. Uh, and I mean, they're cheap. They were cheap. Um, so, and they'll work. And I've put, I've put the Winchester Super X rounds through the shotgun before. Um, so yeah. And then as my, for my shotgun setup, nothing crazy, just kind of a matte black. Um, it's a, it's a Benelli Supernova pump. Um, and yeah, it can hold, I believe it is a five round tube or a four round tube. And I think it's a four plus one round. So I can fit four rounds in the tube and then one in the chamber, which really that's, you shouldn't, hopefully you won't need more than that. Um, but it's your, it's just your traditional Benelli uh, pump shotgun. Uh, it's pretty crisp. I love it. I've shot it before. Super comfortable. Um, kind of got a, if I'm being honest, it's got a little bit of a cheap, um, butt pad on here, but other than that, it grips really good. It fits my hands really well. I have kind of bigger hands. I'm like six one, but, uh, I still got some bigger hands, I think. Um, and it, uh, it grips, I am able to grip the gun well and pull the trigger really nicely. Um, it's got a few features on here that are really nice. Uh, it's just got regular iron sights or um, I don't know what you call them quote-unquote iron sights basically it's got a little bead halfway down the barrel then up at the front it's got your holographic um, your holographic red bead up at the up at the front 
Um, so that's really nice. I've used it in low light conditions before, um, and that thing still is uh, lighting up, so that's nice. Um, yeah, fairly easy gun. I've taken it apart and putting it back together, um, and overall, it's uh, it's a great gun. It's the it's the Benelli Nova, not the Supernova. That's uh, my bad. The Supernova. I got this gun, I think, for about four hundred fifty dollars at Sportsman's, um, and the Supernova. I think it was about 600 but they were the same gun, just had a different stock pad. Like, literally, that's the only thing that was different, was their stock pad. Um, no adjustable sights, nothing like that. So, uh, yeah, so this is going to be the gun I'm going to be taking with me tomorrow. Like I said, I'll post all this on Instagram so you can go check it out. Um, and, yeah, I am, I'm excited because it's, it's fairly lightweight um, for a shotgun. And it's it's got a long it's got a long barrel on it, so I can hit pretty long range shots if I if I if I have to. Hopefully I won't have to, but uh, if I do, and it's just plain black. It's not shiny. It's matte, and I made sure to get that because the main thing I'm going to be doing with this is turkey hunting, upland game, um, like rabbits, all that kind of stuff, jackrabbits, uh, pheasant, grouse, everything like that. Um, and I didn't want to get one of those fancy synthetic camo looking, looking ones. So I just got this matte black one. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. And it's, it's actually a, a I said this, it's a Benelli Nova. So you can go check that out. It's a great gun. I love it. Um, it's a Benelli, so that's already <laughs> worth, worth it. I think, um, I think Benelli makes great stuff. Uh, so yeah, um, it also came with three chokes, um, as far as I know. Let me see here. It came, it's got three chokes that came with it. Um, so, yeah, I can't remember what choke I have in right now. Um, but I think it's just the middle size choke. Um, it's not the full choke, but it's also not like a no choke. I guess, or open, or whatever it's called. I'm kind of new to shotguns, so bear with me here. Um, but yeah, super easy to take the choke out. They give you a whole choke tool and everything like that. It screws right in the barrel like all chokes do, and it just pulls right out. Um, let's see. So on your chokes, like these ones that come with the Benelli, it says steel shot okay. So because... Uh, regular like shotgun pellets or BBs I think are made some of them are made of lead so they can kind of compress a little bit when they're going through the choke but steel cannot compress so when you're using sh sh different shot and you have different chokes in and you change your chokes you want to make sure that um, when you are using different ammunition that your chokes can handle it like this one I'd be okay to use steel shot um, but like the full bore or the full choke I have in here, not okay to use steel shot because the shot will actually get stuck in the barrel. Um, so this is copper plated hard shot is what I have on here. And I don't think, um, I'm not sure what the hard shot is made out of. Um, yeah, I do not. I don't think these are lead, um, but I'm not sure what they're made out of. 
Um, but it's copper-plated hard shot, so I would assume that means steel shot. Um, I guess if you're not sure what your ammunition is made of, and if it doesn't specifically say steel shot, assume it's steel shot. Just better to play it safe than sorry. Um, so, yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be your best bet if you're not sure where your ammunition type is. Um, so that I think that covers my I think that covers my shotgun here and my ammo. Uh, for the case that I keep my shotgun in, it's just a soft shell case. Um, it's just a it's just a a real tree, mossy oak, or a real tree. Yeah, a real tree case, not mossy oak. A real tree, real tree edge case. Um, and then there's just a little side pocket where I keep the chokes and stuff in the in the case here. Um, other than that, I think that is going to be all the gear that I'm going to be taking turkey hunting. I'm not taking a whole lot. Um, I mean, among oh yes, there's also one more thing here that I just got the other day that I think is going to be critical. Um, if I am to shoot. So, we all know when shooting firearms, hearing protection is very important. You want to be able to hear when you're an old, when you're older. Um, so, I just got a pair of Walker ProTech uh, earplug bands. Um, so, it's the kind, it's not the over-the-head kind. It's not the Walker headphones. It's not those. It's... Uh, it's designed to go around your neck and then up into your ears and so that you can have it around your neck all day. Um, and then when you're ready to put it in your ears, you just lift it up and put it right in your ears. Um, you can adjust how the, um, how the things angle in your ears and all that kind of good stuff. But um, yeah, it just pops up, goes right in your ears, and you're ready to go. So, hopefully I remember to use these instead of just shooting when I get excited. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, that I think, yeah, I think that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. Hearing protection is really important. Remember to wear that. Um, if you want to wear safety glasses, that's up to you. That's, that's, um, that's all on you. Uh, it's all personal safety. Safety glasses are recommended by like the DNR and stuff, as far as I know. Um, don't quote me on that. I've read it somewhere, and I'm pretty sure it was in the DNR. Um, but uh, yeah, so hearing it, hearing protection is going to be the last thing I want to talk about. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Remember to go shoot me an email or find me on Instagram. And until next time, remember to stay safe while you're out in the woods, respect your fellow hunters and anglers and the wildlife around you, and we'll see you on the next one.